Blog Talk Radio. Big Mike and Vinny the Shark. And good morning, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to Over the Top Sports Radio, live on Facebook today, also on Blog Talk for you as well on Saturday, July 21st. We are here with you for the next hour to talk to you about the world of sports. The uh, most boring week in sports is now over, uh, and now we're here to talk to you guys about the second half of baseball. Robbie D., Big Mike with you, Vinny the Shark. Um, at Yankee Stadium today to see uh, Game 2 of the Subway Series this week and out of the All-Star break. Um, he will be back with us next week, of course. Uh, Goon here at the controls, though. So we got an hour to talk with you guys at 646-716-5403. That is 646-716-5403. You can join us on Facebook Live as well. Any questions, comments you have on there, we'll address during the show. And, of course, on our Twitter at Over the Top Sport. A lot going on, Mike, in sports here. Obviously, the baseball back from the All-Star break. NFL training camps underway already. Some rookies have reported on some teams, the New York football giants. Their rookies report tomorrow, full team on Wednesday. You've got Tiger Woods. I'm telling you, it's going to be a very big story if he can continue what he's doing. He's putting for Eagle right now and having a great – that's a great putt, and that's going to be very close. He's going to birdie another hole. He's wow. going to be near the lead in a major going into day four if he continues this for the first time in almost a decade, which is crazy. But we can get into that a little bit later. First, Mike, baseball. It's hard to talk about the Mets as an open of a show. But when you have Mets-Yankees, and when the Mets have all this going on, and you and I had a couple of words yesterday about how we thought about the Mets, we're going to start with Mets-Yankees last night. Um, you know that this is the biggest disparity in winning percentage between the Mets and Yankees this late in the season since 1964. These two teams are in as far opposite directions as you can be going. Yet last night, the Mets find a way to get a win – Everything's feeling good. You have Noah Syndergaard back, five innings. I know he had some fatigue. His velocity wasn't up, but that Yankees lineup, only one run. He gets the win. Yoane Cespedes finally comes back. He homers. He walks. Uh, everybody is a Mets fan. You can't feel good. It's a terrible season. It's a lost season, but you feel good to beat the Yankees. And typical Met fashion, it lasted about 10 minutes in the postgame. Yeah, before we get to that, Rob, I just want to say, anybody tuning in for the Walter Jones interview, uh, he rescheduled, uh, likely now Tuesday, so um, we'll figure out when we're going to post that. But that is going to happen, likely on Tuesday. We had posted it was going to happen today. He rescheduled yesterday. So that will be up uh, sometime next week. But we look forward to that. As far as the Mets go, Rob, we did have a, a couple uh, difference of opinions last night. You said the Mets were going to be pesky for opponents down the stretch. And as a Mets fan, this is something you get used to, Rob. They have one game where they put it all together. Even Devin Mesoraco gets a hit. And it's fool's gold. That's what it is. The Mets came out starting Syndergaard. Uh, who's going today? DeGrom's going today or DeGrom's no. going tomorrow? No, I think tomorrow. it's – isn't it tomorrow. Mats versus Sonny Gray? So they went with the lefty in between. So, um, listen, this, they went with their best foot forward. They went with – they felt their best three pitchers against the Yankees. This is their little mini World Series. The We talked about it yesterday, Vinny and I. The Mets always try to play up for the Yankees so they can talk trash, win the Battle of New York, and then come October, the Yankees are still playing and the Mets' Cespedes will be golfing again. As far as Cespedes goes – Comes back yesterday. He looks pretty good, actually. He had a couple hits. He had a home run that he got under. It was a Yankee Stadium home run. But um, after the game, to then say it's not good. His heels have some sort of calcification or some nonsense. Calcification of his heel. Right. In his Very good, Rob. In his ankles. Uh, and that he's going to need surgery. What has he been doing this whole time, Rob? Are you kidding me? What has he been doing this whole time? Rehabbing and then knows that he eventually is going to need surgery? And then today he gets a breather in the lineup? What are the Mets doing about this? He he should be in the hospital for special surgery right now, getting an IV put in his arm, and somebody cutting out those ankles or whatever you have to do for that. I disagree with you. He should have been there two months ago. <laughs> this is a lost season, and this guy holds the Mets hostage more than anybody. He does not care about winning. It is my He does problem. not care about any – he got his big contract, which is all he ever cared about, which is why Detroit got rid of him. 
Oakland got rid of him. Boston got rid Boston of him. Boston got rid of him. Nobody wanted to keep this guy around. He is not a team player. He's not a winning player. He had a great run in 2014 to help the Mets become nationally But that's champions. why you had to pay him, Rob. It is why. But that. don't forget, he had the opt-in clause, which he, you know, they they didn't have to exercise. They didn't. But they had after that season, and there was still talk of, uh, you know, going to the postseason, and, and everybody felt all warm and fuzzy about the Mets. You had to pay him. What's up, Boone? Go ahead, Boone. Uh, Mickey Calloway said Cessnas was scheduled to play today, but he came in pretty sore. He might be available off the bench. And, and that means nothing. No. That means absolutely He didn't play nothing. the field. How are you sore? You're a freaking professional baseball player, professional athlete. You know what that means, Rob? That means he didn't even jog while he was rehabbing. To feel sore after jogging around the bases with his home run and scoring from second on a single – that guy did not even jog in his rehab. It also means that he used a, a caddy and he uses a, a cart every time he golfs. It's unbelievable. You can't walk a course. Come on. Anyway, you were talking when Guna got there. So, um, what oh, you, you had to bring in, you had to re-sign Cespedes. And the Mets didn't think they were going to get Cespedes. That's when the market even started changing. They went and signed Alejandro de Aza to play outfield for them. They didn't think they were going to get Cespedes. The market never materialized for Cespedes or Rob, like you said, other teams knew about Cespedes, didn't want the head case, and that's why he was, the Mets were able to bring him back. But like you said, this is a hostage situation for the New York Mets because now he's done, and he's going to be eventually he's going to need some sort of surgery. It'll probably be after this weekend when there's no more DH for the Mets, and it's an eight to ten month recovery time. He's going to be just in time for next season. And you know, teams like the Yankees can deal with a guy like Ioannis Cespedes and the money and and get through it. Teams like the Mets, who, let's face it, the Wilpons aren't exactly the Steinbrenners, okay? They're not exactly Magic Johnson. They're not exactly, you know, uh, the owners of the Cubs over there. They're not even the athletics and small ball, Rob. Okay, so, so why don't we think of this? I mean, maybe I'll do the work or something. The Mets, who can't afford anything and are cheap as hell, how much money do the Mets now have in Joanna Cespedes and David Wright? To not play. And let me tell you this. What you, the only reason that this is not a fair comparison is because David Wright would give up anything in his life to be able to play and help the Mets win. I agree with that. But his body won't let him. But when you have guys that are making that much money and they physically cannot perform, whether they want to, like in David Wright's case, or they don't seem to care as long as the check cashes and clears at the end of the week, like the Owen Cespedes, the Mets cannot – they cannot prosper like that. And I don't care if they trade Jacob DeGrom for five prospects, whether they try to build around DeGrom, Syndergaard, Mats, and Wheeler, no matter what you do, if their payroll is going to be what it is, and Wright and Cespedes are a big part of that, they're never going to succeed. The whole Wright thing is the contract is insured. He, he really just needs to step up right now and realize that he's not going to come back, Rob. Even with his age, if he was healthy, the decline would be there. He needs to just realize that it's not going to happen. Um, you know, I know he's a gym rat and all this other stuff, and he thinks he can come back or whatever. But the fact is, is the Mets have insured his contract and would get all that money back. That would all be money that they probably wouldn't spend anyway, but it would still be there and available for the team if he would just simply retire. What's up, Coon? What you got? Uh, between the two players, this this season only, $49 million. Yeah, $49 million. <laughs> $20 for David Wright, $29 for Cespedes. That's just – listen, the Yankees could get through it. The Red Sox could get through it. Certain teams can get through it. Teams with budgets can't. You cannot win. Those are supposed to be the three and four hitters. So, and is Bruce and Frazier just two-year deals? I think Bruce was three years, $39 million. I think you're right. And I think Frazier was the two-year. I think Bruce was three for 39. Uh, and Frazier now those was look horrible, too. Yeah, but <laughs> you, you, those you can get rid of. I mean, those, I mean, you could, you could deal without. Uh, Bruce is three years, 10 mil this year, 13 the next two years. Still not that. It's okay, not so three that for bad. thirty-six. You can get. You can be okay with that. And yep. Bruce is all he's turned into is um, uh, Jason Bay. He didn't he's want turned it. into a lefty Jason Bay. No, he, you can't say that. Well, he was look at I'm, the year he had last. No, year. no, I'm saying this year, just this year. All of a sudden, he lost it. He Jason Bay had a great either. year and then just lost it all. Yep. Jay Bruce last year had a great year. Jason and we Bay loved Jay have Bruce. never had a good year for the Mets. Oh, I, I'm not and talking Bruce about did. his Mets career. Bruce okay. was great last year. I love Jay Bruce. And uh, Frazier is two years, eight mil this year, nine million next year. And here's the problem that I have too with the Mets and Nikki Callaway is Callaway went out today and said he didn't hear or read any of Cespedes' comments and he wasn't aware. How are you not aware, dude? I'm aware, okay? I'm a Braves fan that has a lot going on in my life. I know all of the comments, Ed, when he said it, where he said it. 
and the manager is going to act like he doesn't have a clue. This is why Mets fans have been so angry with Mickey Calloway this year, because little things like that. Rob, they need and, – and listen, this could happen. It's realistically – where the GM comes in, sometimes he wants his own manager. There's a very good chance Mickey Calloway is one and done. And uh, I hopefully that is the case, because I don't think he's a good manager. And it's not just based off um, – you know, all the injuries they've had, it's based off that they lead the league in relief pitchers at bats. And that's just not good managing. Uh, it's really not. And that's one of many things. It's just the way he's used his bullpen the whole year. They need to go out and start fresh next year with Joe Girardi. They need to go give Joe Girardi a blank check before the Cardinals do it, bring him in here and just, uh, and really just start over. It's got to be a whole culture change. And it really, really starts to me with who they pick as GM. Is it going to be Rico? Is it going to be one of their guys? It's not it going to be, be. It really can't be. It's not going to be one of their. It's not going to be Omar Minaya. And that's the, he's probably the most qualified of them all. He just gets a bad rap. He does, but, he, but I don't think that the Mets could go backwards. I mean, they got to bring in somebody fresh, somebody that's a culture change. And I'm not bringing it back to the Islanders, but Lou Lamorello, with or without Tavares, there's going to be one thing with the Islanders going to be a culture change. There's going to be some sense of things need to change. We need to start to be respected again, and that's what the Mets need to do. Manaya had always had an eye for talent, though, Rob. That's why he's here, because their drafts have been pathetic. So there's one thing about Omar Manaya is he's always had a good eye for scouting talent. So one of the things that you and I were talking about, and part of my argument was with Cespedes in the lineup, but I truly believe this, because now you're a Mets fan, and you started to say before, as a Mets fan, you know better. Yeah. Um, and, but as a Braves fan, I know we have four games with the Mets in August in, in New York. And I'm sitting here saying, God, you know, I don't want to have a four-game series or have to face these four pitchers. I'd be happy to get away with two wins. To me, that's the Mets. All I said was the Mets have a uh, chance, and I think that they could be a very good spoiler out here because anytime you're a team that's in contention that needs some wins and you look at the Mets in the standings, you, we got to win this series. we got to sweep right. this series. But if you're facing Syndergaard, DeGrom, Wheeler, Syndergaard, DeGrom, Mats, um, that's no easy task, and you might not even be favored in all those games. And I'm not talking about the top echelon teams, the Yankees, the Red Sox, um, maybe even the Dodgers at this point, um, the Astros. Now, Yankees, Red Sox, Astros aren't going to play the Mets. Right. But I'm talking about the teams that are a little bit above average, the Phillies, the Braves, the Diamondbacks, the, uh, the Rockies. Those teams, they're going to go into those series, and the Mets are going to be able to take some games with them. It's in the guard, the ground, in the series. There's just no doubt to me. And those are those. sometimes that's the difference. Look at the Yankees and Red Sox. The difference in the standings right now is what the Yankees have done with Baltimore, which is play mediocre, and the Red Sox have absolutely dominated them. Right. I think, though, you saw it last night with Syndergaard. Something just wasn't there. And you can say after the game he was gassed, he felt fine or whatever. Still gave up eight hits. And eight hits is a lot of hits to give up if you're going to be that guy, Rob, one of those top guys. The velocity was at 94 miles an hour uh, the last inning before he got pulled. Uh, you know, his changeup is 89, 90 miles an hour. It's only a four-mile-an-hour difference. He was just making good location pitches. That's why he didn't get killed. Um, I still think there's something there. I think Wheeler gets dealt before the deadline. This is the best he's ever looked as a Met, the best he's ever looked in his career. Uh, I think he goes for something uh, before the deadline. And even Matt's, for that matter, I think that you have to really look at how healthy he's been. And you've been on Matt's the whole, the whole time that he's been good. And, and, you know, you're right. But he has not put together a full season either. And I would look to trade him as well. I would look to – if you're going to keep DeGrom, you're going to keep Syndergaard, you have to bring some sort of pieces back and inject some sort of talent into this farm system. And it's going to start probably today, maybe tomorrow, with Jerry Familia. And Familia, the rumored guy to come back, and this is only a rumor, there's no other name out there uh, you know, that has it, is Jorge Mateo might be the guy coming back here. He was involved in the Sonny Gray trade. The Yankees traded Mateo for Sonny Gray along with a, a couple other pieces. Jorge Mateo at once was a top prospect. It's kind of gone down a little bit now. This is basically Billy Hamilton who could play the infield or outfield, Rob. He, the average stinks. The on-base isn't that good. But if he actually got on-base, you're not going to throw him out. This is Billy Hamilton, younger, and who could play the infield. And I don't love it. I really don't. But you can't expect to get too much for Jerry's familia. No, you can't. But at the same time, where does he fit in? I already have enough guys that can't get on base. I, you know, that's, that's not where the target really should be then. Yeah. I would think for a guy like Familia, who is not really going to be the answer, the back end of the Mets bullpen. And even if the Mets kept Familia and Familia found his form that he had three or four years ago, how many games are they really going to have the lead where he's going to be a big difference in them making the playoffs or not the next year or so. Right. right? So anything you can get for him. um, If there's any market out there, that's Mateo or somebody else. 
you just never know. It's it's always weird in baseball because most of these prospects you hear about, most of them still don't work out. Look at the trades though so far, which has been very interesting. You got five prospects, a pretty good one in Diaz, and uh, I forget the other name in the Dodger deal going back to Baltimore. And then the Brad Hand trade, that kid may, and Brad Hand is under control. Uh, Familiar is not. Brad Hand has another year left and I think an option. So there's a difference there. They gave there. up a catcher to get Brad Mejia. Hand and the other, and the other uh, right. reliever. Mejia is a top 10 prospect in baseball, in all of baseball for a relief pitcher. So switch that just shows catcher? you. Uh, I don't know if he's a switch hitter, Mejia Goon. You want to look that up? Oh, it's a switch hitting catcher. I could be wrong now. And he might not profile, uh, you know, the rest of his career as a catcher, but he can play catcher and uh, he's got a good bat, man. That was a, a very interesting trade and a lot to give up for Brad Hand. Switch hitter. Switch hitter. So, I mean piece there for the Padres, if you ask me. But as far as going back to the Mets, you're right. You're not going to get a ton for Familia. I'm just saying, though, Jorge Mateo, you know, prove me wrong. On the other side of the Subway Series, Mike, you have the Yankees last night. And I don't get this. When I was a kid, and I was spoiled as a Braves fan, and we had Mattis, Glavin, Smoltz every year. And I always thought it was awesome that on, like, a Sunday before the All-Star game, Greg Max would pitch. And then they'd come back from the All-Star break, and Greg Max would pitch. I mean, he got back games you, you got to pitch your best pitcher back give yourselves every chance you can get more starts out of him I think every team should do that with every pitcher that they have unless it's a situation where they're on an innings limit or they're coming off an injury maybe like a Clayton Kershaw I wouldn't do that now but why not if you have four days rest why the hell wouldn't you pitch your best pitcher and get the maximum amount of starts that you can from your best player Yankees come back last night with Domingo Herman yep. and today with Sonny Gray yep. the Mets legit should win the Subway series, this version of the Subway Series because Sonny Gray sucks. I'm sorry. He sucks, and they have their four and five starters. If Tiger makes that, I was going to go nuts. That would have been awesome. Um, their four and five starters, instead of bringing out Severino, you get an extra start out of Severino in the second half by pitching him yesterday. Instead, you're waiting not even in the series. Why would you not do that? He's not the old guy. He's not CC who you want to be worried about or Tanaka who's had uh, arm trouble this year. He's the young guy that's hit his 200 innings before. He should be your horse. He should be your stud. Pitch him yesterday or today. You want to push him back to today because he pitched in the All-Star game Tuesday? That's fine. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Three days rest after an inning pitch. That's a bullpen session. Yeah. I don't get why teams don't do that more. I don't get it either, Rob. I think it was more of Aaron Boo. First of all, I think they're trying to just watch Severino because he is still young, limit the innings there. But I wouldn't have started Herman last night. I think you, I would have went CC because he was off for the few days. I would have went Tanaka because he was off for the few days. I hate Sonny Gray at home today. Uh, this game has overwritten all over it, if you ask me. I don't know what that is. But a lefty match, a day game out in the Bronx, uh, and, and Sonny Gray at home, whose ERA, I, I think, is close to eight nine. At home. I see nine for the over. Nine for the over. Good. What's Gray's ERA at home? You can find it on fan graphs and splits. Uh, I think it's close to eight. It's absolutely horrible. So I don't get it either, Rob. I really don't. And I thought fans were going to get treated to a, a Syndergaard, Severino. 825 ERA. 2-3 with an 825 ERA at home this year. I don't get it at all. And this is, I think, Aaron Boone just saying, you know what? The Mets stink, and we're going to go out there and beat them with our, you know, our three, four, and five. And I think he's about to get bit in the ass because I think they're going to lose two out of three to the Mets. Bat- batters are hitting 329 off of him at Yankee Stadium this year. 36 innings, 33 earned runs, eight homers. Batting practice. Yeah, he's just throwing, you know, lobs up there. And he's, you know, it's another thing. It's not a part conducive for his style, and he just can't pitch in New York. And now the latest this week, and I haven't seen an update, Goo, maybe you could check that out, but Clint Frazier left the game the other day after diving. Um, possible concussion. I didn't see if they actually had one. Either way, though, Rob, he's already had a concussion this year, and that has to make you nervous if you're going to go trade for Clint Frazier, whether he has one or doesn't have one. I would be concerned. And this is the Yankees' top prospect. This is somebody that everyone could admit would be playing for 28 other major league teams right now. And he's not because uh, they're just backlogged in the outfield. They didn't confirm, but he is in concussion protocol. So he has, a concussion. He has a concussion. So now with the trade deadline, what, eight days away? You're not trading Cliff Frazier unless he miraculously is out of concussion protocol by the end of the week. And now you're still looking at somebody that had possibly two concussions within the last five months. And maybe if I'm the Yankees, maybe that's a blessing in disguise because I hate the options out there for the Yankees starting pitching. And the Yankees are seeing that they're desperate. Why? Because of what we just talked about. They just sent down Domingo Herman, and they call it Luis Sessa. Sorry, that's a lateral move. Whichever one you have up there is a terrible number five starter. And it's going to hurt you in your pursuit now of the Red Sox, which, by the way, I don't want to say the Red Sox are pulling away because the Yankees are that damn good. where they, they can play make each up, other. How right, they times? can make up the games head-to-head. Sure. But five and a half games 
And the Red Sox never lose. They never seem to lose. And they're going to make a move, Rob. They are going to improve that bullpen, or they're going to do something with that starting pitching, because that's just what the Red Sox do. You know it's going to happen. So if I'm the Yankees now, and you have Sonny Gray going every five days, and Luis Sessa or Domingo Herman going every five days, all of a sudden, you're asking yourself, and you don't know if Tanaka's going to be healthy, and you right. just you basically know that CC Sabathia is on his last stand, and he's pitched great. Yes. And I give him all the credit in yep. the world, and CC Sabathia – not only did he turn his life around, which is number one for him, yep. he turned his career around after he went to rehab a couple of years ago. But you're just kind of a little leery. Do I really trust? Or is it, you know, is the time going to start to run out on him? When is that going to happen? Now I could see the Yankees overpaying for a Jay Hat, for a Cole Hamels. It won't be Michael Fulmer. Yep. He's on the DL now. Um, and he was the other guy. He is going to miss substantial time. So he's out. And he's not a, guy. Not a one week, two week injury. And you know what? Detroit has been rumored to trade for this guy or to trade away this guy forever, and they never did, and I understand why, but you know what? They should have, because his value was higher, and it's only gone low in the last two years. And this is what Met fans have to look at, and I'm not comparing Michael Fulmer to Jacob deGrom. Uh, I'm not going to you – know, but two other pitches that you can say are close to Jacob deGrom are on that level. Clayton Kershaw and Carlos Carrasco, Rob, have not had good seasons, even though Carrasco's win-loss says different. Um, they're both around the same age. I think Carrasco's 31. I don't know what Kershaw is at the top of my head. But these guys are starting to break down after all these innings. And this is why if you're the Mets and you have Jacob DeGrom, the value is never going to be higher. You have to trade him now. Um, you want a Kershaw stats? He's, he's won it with a couple starts in a row, but it's not even about that. It's about, it's about him. Is he ever going to get to 200 innings again? He's going to make his 30 starts right. again. Um, this year, age, he's only age. pitched 13 starts. Um, he's 3-4 and four with a 274 ERA. He's 30 years old. So there he's, you go. Um, He's going to be a very interesting case because he's going to be 31 when next season starts. And he's either going to be 31 with a brand new contract, which you know whoever signs him is going to like in the beginning maybe, but definitely regrets he's going to be a lot of years. I agree. Or he's just going to opt in with the Dodgers. This is his time where he has a tough decision. Does he want to try to cash in on what he's already done Mm -hmm. and get another big year, another big deal? Or does he want to bet on himself, opt in, take one more year from the Dodgers? I don't know what the salary is, but it's big. And at that point, hope if he has another big year, then he could cash in on a new contract. This is somebody that's not going to go anywhere. He could opt out next season. It might be for less money, Rob, but it's going to be for over years. They're going to keep him there. They certainly are. I still think he has one or two good years left, but I don't think he's ever going to hit 200 innings. I think it's just He might have four or five good years left, but the next big contract that he would sign would be for seven or eight. Because that's what the team is going to have to pay to get his services at this point in his career. The only two contracts that come to mind, you could say, have paid off. Max Scherzer with the Nationals is going to be worth every penny. And I can't believe I'm going to say this, but the CC Sabathia to the Yankees contract has been worth every penny as well. Yeah. CC came out yesterday to plan for pitching one more year as long as his knees hold up. Yeah. And he will. And he'll be a serviceable pitcher. He will be, you know. He's not a guy that I worry about as a Yankee. Right. No. But I'm telling you, my whole original point about this was the Clint Fraser concussion injury. He's a good freaking player. Yeah. And it's not football. It's not hockey. It's not even basketball. I think that unless – his concussions are going to have um, eyesight issues, you know, that go on tied with them, right. which a lot of concussions do. Yeah, I know about that. I have some friends that have eye or vision issues because of concussions that keeps them from playing sports. Hey, if you're a hitter and you have a vision issue, you're not hitting the way you can normally hit. But if he can get through that, the Yankees keep him, they're better off. Because I don't want them, if I'm the Yankees, to overpay a guy like that for Jay Happ. I'm sorry. Yes, he's better than German, or Herman, Sessa, and Gray. But is Jay Happ really that good? Oh, the Yankees just called up, uh, let's see, his name is Yeah, they're the number Austin seven Hayden, prospect. Number seven prospect. He was uh, two and two in double A with a 2.84 ERA. And, and he's so, not the answer. No, he's not a guy that's uh, going to go out there. I mean, you're, you're not going to see him be. We have so many options in the minor leagues. Like, these aren't even the big names okay, we've seen. Okay, either. but Justice Sheffield, is he coming up and making an impact in the starting rotation this year? No. I think he's going to have to. I definitely think it's going to ha- it's going to have to be him. I mean, and we, I'm not ready to say that half or Hamels are better than him at this point either. I wouldn't say that either. I mean, we went to stats the other day. Stats are unbelievable. Yeah, they're good. But that you know your point that you made, Mike, about why the Mets should trade Degrom and why you you know worry about these pitches with their arm issues and Carrasco and, and Kershaw. That's why if I was the Yankees, and it's not their biggest need, I would have not had a problem sending Justice Sheffield to the Orioles in the Machado deal. I have a problem with that. I definitely do. Because you just don't know. You don't but know. You don't know what Sheffield's going to be, but you need. I, they need that arm, Rob. I think Sheffield's going to come up, and, and he's going to give them some good starts coming 
What are we in now, July? I think he's up by August. I see that if, make a move for Absolutely. a lot of teams, but I feel like the Yankees just always find a way. And okay, Dodgers, we lost to Sheffield. Okay, well, we'll go out and we'll find somebody else that can replicate what he could have done. They'll just buy their way out of it. The Dodgers didn't give up their top prospects. I think they gave up their number four prospect in Diaz for uh, Machado. So you were asking the Yankees to give up their number two prospect in Sheffield. That's way, way overvalued than, you know, what the Dodgers had to pay. The only, the only thing that I would say is it's not really what the Yankees needed. And it, it doesn't matter now because Machado's a Dodger. Yep. He made his debut last night. I two think he had three, two, two hits walks. and a couple walks. Yep. So uh, we haven't talked about it, obviously, since this trade would, trade was made. We knew that they were a, a possible landing point. We talked about them, the Phillies, the Brewers, yep. the Yank, uh, Yankees. Um, oh, my God, Tiger. Oh, wow. Oh. When uh, anyway, what down, were your thoughts on that trade? When Seager went down, this made too much sense. It did. When Corey Seager went down – you almost felt like the Dodgers uh, and the Orioles, it just it just lined up perfectly. And don't be surprised if Manny Machado ends up loving it there and staying there, and, and that's where he, you know, gets his big contract from is the Dodgers. They're not afraid to overpay people. Um, and Corey Seager, when he first came up, every, he's a tall kid, Corey Seager. Everybody projected Corey Seager as a third baseman long term. So Corey Seager could come back next year, play third base. Machado could stay at shortstop and be healthy. Justin Turner could probably, A, could be gone because he's always hurt. B, he can move over and play somewhere else, and, and you see what happens. But you have Chris Taylor, who was playing short. He played left field last night. He could play almost anywhere. Bellinger can go out into the outfield if you wanted to. You can make Turner a first baseman. There's so many options there that uh, Machado makes sense. And now you've been on the Dodgers before Machado. They now got even better, Rob. And if Kershaw can stay healthy, Walker Bueller can stay healthy. Rich Hill was awesome And they last still night. have pieces to get some help. Yes, and Kenta Maeda's had a great season. They are starting to shape up now for their run. Um, I really quick remember we had Tim Healy on the show a couple of months ago before the season. Well, he's reporting that Jerry's familia. Now, Grun had said before that they don't um, know about, you know, um, if uh, uh, Cespedes was going to be available tonight. Right. Jerry's familia will not be available because he does not even have a uniform yeah, in his right locker room. So he has no uniform in his locker. They, so they he's as good as gone. They said he has not been traded. He's not available tonight. No, so he's as good for? as gone. What are they waiting on? What are they waiting on? Dot in the eyes, crossing the T's. Oh, let me tell you this: if it's if it's about le- they can't have any leverage now when the other when the team you're trading with is like, well, he doesn't have a. Buster only came there. out last night and said it was Oakland, and then they had all these other people out there guessing of what team it could be. Oakland's game ended. I mean, they're on California time. Maybe they're still sleeping. It should be what time is it now? I mean, what are you kidding yeah, me? It's yeah, a it's a relief yeah. pitcher. Get a deal done. Speaking of relief pitcher, was he gonna sit in the bullpen in street clothes, Rob? Um, what he won't even he might you gotta call ball. somebody up then <laughs> he might not even be in the ballpark. And they also just said uh, don't expect Zellman to be available from his oval. Well, because Zellman he's just I mean, so out last yeah, yeah, that's fine. You expect that. That's no, all of I can deal with. Now who's closing if they're in a closing situation? They won't be in a closing situation today. Why not? They're facing Sunny Gray. They're losing today. They're, you think that Sunny Gray can beat the Mets? No, but I think that bulk you'll eventually huh. see the Yankees bullpen in there. You just expect a lot of runs today. You expect the Shark to be up there and uh, watching a lot of guys cross home plate. I do. I definitely do. Um, big fantasy day yesterday for Matt Carpenter. I don't yeah. want to ignore that. Um, what a day for him. Five you have a problem minutes. with the manager taking him out and not giving him that extra batter? Uh... Yeah, he's coming off of four days rest. What's the problem? I agree. And, I mean, he's facing a position player in Tommy Lastella. Yep. So give him a chance to set the record with six extra base hits in the game. I have an issue with it also. Yeah. Listen, you just fire your manager. You're trying to change the culture. You have a great day out there. Everybody's laughing. Everyone's having a good time. I don't understand it either. Unless Carpenter went to him and said, you hey, know, five you for five, me. I'm stopping right. my top. You want to pull me? Fine. But I don't understand that whatsoever. Are they worried about Carpenter's swing getting messed up facing a position player? I can't. I, can't I don't understand that it either. They had a big arm injury. Oh, I'm getting injured hitting a baseball. Come, come on, on dude. He's not Tanaka running from third. Home. Come on. Cespedes is getting injured. I don't even know what he did to get injured. Rob, a couple of the notes I have for you. The whole Shoei Otani thing. He's now 6 for 27 since the DL. Came out this week that he had some sort of that, whatever that, the stem cell injection, whatever it was, in his arm. Uh, he could begin a throwing program, possibly going to pitch again this season. What If you're the manager, you're the owner, what do you do with Shohei Otani? Because you're now in third in that division. Uh, you're free falling in that division. He's not swinging a good bat. Uh, if it's me, I shut him down. They're fourth in that division. You have uh, it could be four. Oakland jumped Oakland, them. Yeah. So they're fourth in that division. Uh, to me, this is a, a no-brainer. You let him swing for the rest of the month, and you shut him down. If you're going to shut him down, why let him swing for the rest of the month? Just shut him down now. 
There's no reason for it. If they're not going to win, uh, you can't sit here and tell me that's for ticket sales in Anaheim. Well, I think it is. Of course it is. Okay, well, so you want ticket sales for the rest of the month, though, and not for August, September when, you know. So let them hit then. But then I wouldn't have them start a throwing program. Well, if you're hitting then. Um, if that's going to cause no pain, no damage whatsoever. And I don't know if it is. He's a, he throws righty, swings lefty. So I, I don't know. I'm not a freaking doctor. But if it's not going to do any sort of damage, then let him hit. But as far as starting a throwing program, when you just said it, you're right. They're in fourth place. And it makes no sense. Yeah, um, it it really depends on what their long-term goal is for Shohei Otani. Is it to be a pitcher slash hitter? Is it to be just a pitcher? Is it to be just a hitter? And if he any of those answers, there's three options there. Any of those options includes him pitching, just shut him down for good right now and have him ready for spring training. And, and it's a shame because there's a lot of talk this week, and even Rob Manfred had a talk about, you know, the way that they market Mike Trout and, yeah, and, that, and all that stuff. And – it's just another year, and we talked about it on the show when we had the Angels beat writer on, another year that the league's best player is going to have an all, all-time all type season. I mean, I don't care about war, but for those that do, I mean, it's just another great war year, and he's got MVP numbers again, and it's going to be all for nothing because he's not going to be showcased in the playoffs. They've ruined another year of his career, another year of him hitting with Albert Pujols, who's still very productive, mm-hmm. and they just can't get the job done. So let let him be ready for April. So Manford came out this week and said, quote, Mike has made decisions on what he wants to do, doesn't want to do, how he wants to spend his free time and not spend his free time. Uh, Unquote. Manford said in the hours before the game, I think, quote, I think we could help him make his brand very big, but he has to make a decision to engage. It takes time and effort. You have a problem with what Manford said about Trout? Um. He was asked that at a press event. Now, you know, the press, you know, doesn't get many uh, opportunities to speak with the commissioner of any of the leagues. Except Um, the NFL when Goodell does his monster uh, state of the league address every Super Bowl. Right. But even that, that's just, uh, you know, on a national stage, which an all-star game is, which a, a Super Bowl is, which, you know, around the World Series, I'm sure Manfred will speak again. But you, you don't get many opportunities. Um, to do it, he was asked a question, and I listen. I don't think it's that bad of an answer because it's probably true. So now, do you want him to be quite honest about it, or do we need to protect my trout? I don't think he made trout look bad. He didn't, you know. He's a private guy that doesn't want the endorsements, that doesn't want all that. All he cares about in the box, you know, hearing that as an Angel fan, I'm like, good. I only want him to want to win and to play baseball and show up and be awesome. Rob, I have such an issue with this because this is the best player in baseball. And there's other good players in baseball. There's only one on the level of Mike Trout, and it's Mike Trout. And to call out Mike Trout, who's never been in trouble off the field, who always hustles, who always plays the game the right way, who's never called out his team when they haven't made the playoffs with Mike Trout on the team, um, who you always see or you know don't see in the media having a catch with a fan. Or uh, the other day, it was just on the I think it was on Joe and Evan where. Uh, Evan said he pulled the kid uh, out. Not showing the, Evan anymore. Right. Uh, well, <laughs> where he pulled a, a fan out uh, of the crowd before the game, had a catch with him, let him take batting. I mean, these are things that not the whole national media doesn't see. I have a huge issue with him calling out Mike Trout when he could be calling out other players or just, you know, do your own thing, Manfred. You don't see Cadell, who has all the trouble in the world with his players, going to jail and, and this and that and the whole national anthem. Cadell's still marketing the NFL. Just market Major League Baseball. But I think that one of the problems is, is A, I don't think he called out Mike Trout as opposed to a writer specifically asked him about marketing Mike Trout. So you want to market baseball, that's fine. But if you think about it, you know, if I – say I did a test with you, you, Goon, and the Shark, and and I – and uh, you're, you're a big baseball guy, so maybe maybe it's not for you. But we're going to try to go with more of the average to even a little bit above average fan. And I gave you headshots of 30 athletes. Just headshots, okay? You don't see what team they're on or their jersey or something. More people are going to get the NBA guys right than the baseball guys. That's because of ESPN. It, and, it, and because they're marketed different. And because, you know, unlike football, they don't have a helmet over their face or something, which makes it harder. But that's football. not Mike Trout's fault. That's Manfred's fault. But is it Manfred's fault that Mike Trout just doesn't want to do the endorsements? I mean, Peyton Manning, you know, he did the endorsements. 
You can't fault a player for not wanting so to. I don't think Mike he's Trout. faulting him. I think he's use just answering else. the question. The guy asked him, he's why saying, don't you market Mike Trout better? He doesn't want to do it. Mike Trout bigger, but, but he Mike doesn't, doesn't want it. Right. But that's not calling him he out. Just Mike Trout is the definition of what we're looking for in a Major League Baseball player. But Done. That's such... If Roger Goodell can say that about Michael Bennett, we all know what happened with Michael Bennett. That Manfred can stand up there and say that about Mike but Trout. That's so cliche and such BS. And that's the right answer. You and I wouldn't be talking about it. it. I, well, then you know what? Maybe this is going to help market it to begin with because more people are talking about Mike Trout now than they ever have. In a negative way, unfortunately. But not really, because a lot of people will stand up for him like you. And I don't see. I didn't take. And I love Mike Trout. You know, Trout, yes. my, one of my guys. Yes, yes. Love Mike Trout. I didn't take anything that he said and hold anything against him. I had an anything. issue with Manfred. I'm saying I didn't I hold any of it against Trout. I'm right. like. Oh, wow, I should think of Trout differently. Or, oh, wow. You and know. he came out the same way. Me and the commissioner are cool. No big deal. The Angels stepped up, and they made a comment that I think they had to just to protect their player. But that, that's ridiculous. Go market somebody else then. Do you think that Trout would be this exact way if he was a Yankee? Because I think so. Oh, of course I do. Right. Absolutely. And I think that when you think about it, um, you know, I don't know if, you know, he would be the A-Rod type, you know, the Bonds type, the, the Clemens no, type. No, I don't think doing... so either. And I don't think that it would be a good spot for him to be in all those places. He's not comfortable. He doesn't want to do it. So why not just tell the people, you know, he doesn't really want it. He has other names, Rob. He's got uh, – No, but they asked him about Trout. That's I my point. I understand that, but you don't have to go throw it then on Trout when Bryce Harper's on every freaking T-Mobile commercial. Bryce Harper's one of those – and you know what? People right. think Bryce Harper's a D-bag, so – a lot of people hate Bryce Harper, and how I'm can you not? Them. Look at his stupid haircut that Absolute he had on Monday night. Absolutely. Nobody that has that haircut is not a douche. You cannot have that haircut and not be a douche. With the bat, the bandana, the cl- – I mean, you want to talk about – and listen, all the nationals are going Google gaga over him. Wait till next season, Rob, but he's not there. Right, but he's he John will not Tavares. be there. He and all gone. his teammates hate him. And yep. all his fans hate him. Um, the other news out of the Home Run Derby, um, the Josh Hader – tweets uh we haven't had a show since the the all-star game so we'll bring that up while josh haters out there the game is going on uh some tweets insensitive uh tweets come out from when josh hater was 17 which i think he's 20 something now do you want to i think it's 2011 so seven years ago seven years ago the tweets uh when hater came out and uh you know inappropriate um i'm not they're off on twitter i'm not i don't know all right so i don't have to get into the tweets or whatever but uh, And I'm not going to defend him. I'm not. Because, uh, listen, there's no defending that, Rob. But at the same time, everyone – and this isn't an excuse. Everybody has done stupid things and has said stupid things when they were younger. Even now, people make mistakes and say stupid things. I appreciate two things. I appreciate that he stood there at his locker and faced the national media after the All-Star game. And yesterday, when he had a press conference with the team, every one of his teammates was behind him and stood there at the press conference. And, and said, this is not who this kid is anymore. And that's probably a great um, indictment on the manager. You know, getting, getting it through to his teammates that we're all for one and one for all here. And that, you know, he's now a young adult. Not an adult. Not, he's 24, still a pretty right. young adult. But not a 17-year-old teenage man. Um, but, you know, I kind of blame his agent. And anybody that's advised him or worked with him over the years um, in the social media age, the only way things disappear is if you delete them before anybody knows they're there. And he needed to be advised. And a couple of, an unnamed agent came, or actually, I'm sorry, an agent came out and talked about how he did that for his players. And he said, I have two unnamed players that had similar tweets and I had them erased before they signed their contract. He said, I want, I just, I can tell you who they are, right. but two prominent major league baseball players had similar type of stuff on social media. And I got rid of them. So where's haters help? Now, that doesn't make what Hater said okay or doesn't right. make right. I mean, we've all said dumb stuff. We've all – I still do at 36 years old. Not stuff like that, and especially on social media, I wouldn't. Right. But, um, you know, you just, the mindset of a 17-year-old in 2011 – and don't forget, Twitter wasn't in 2011 what it is now. Now mm-hmm. it's like an end-all, be-all. Everybody has Twitter now. Back then, it was kind of just like another way to message and have your friends see what you're saying. Right. So – you know, tweeting that stuff in 2011, he probably had no idea that that stuff would be there. 17-year-olds shouldn't know that. Plus, he probably but had like 15 followers back then. It doesn't even, yeah, it's and that's fine. That's not an excuse for no, saying right. that only 15 people you are going to see it. Do you think back then when he was tweeting this dumb stuff that he was going to fast forward X amount of years? No, he was probably the high school yeah, senior that was great with baseball. Some of them are rap lyrics anyway. Some of them are, I'm not the one that just says KKK, but... um. 
you know, he was a cool, I'm sure he was a cool kid in high school because yeah. he was a great baseball player. He had the career. He signed his contract when you're in high school, like they always do. And, uh, you know, he was with that group of people and you feel like you're invisible. And he wasn't. It took seven years to come out. Now, who is the idiot or who is the loser with no time in their life to dig that far back into somebody's tweets? Well, they always come out. Look at I know, but somebody Morgan, physically right? has to go back out. seven years on a guy's timeline in the hopes that there's something for him to see. And he caught gold, whoever it was. Right. I mean, that, I mean, what are the chances that if you go that far back in somebody's timeline and take all that time that there's actually going to be something for you? And there actually was. Are you all right with MLB giving him uh, sensitivity training? Um, I just think it's going to, um, it's going to piss off the people that are offended. That's what it is. They're going to say, oh, you do steroids, you get, you know, what is it, 80 games? And if you say all this, you get sensitive to training. Well, yeah. He didn't do that as a member of the Major League Baseball organization. He did not do that as a member of the Milwaukee Brewers team. He did not do that as a professional athlete. He did it seven years ago. And if the election taught you anything, which is stuff that was said 15 years ago, like the whole Trump comment that came out the week before he was elected, you can't hold that against somebody for what they're doing now. And what Trump said was private talk. We've all done that, locker room talk. This was as a 17-year-old. You can't hold that against him in baseball. He didn't break any baseball rules. He was not a baseball player. I think MLB just felt like they had to do something. Yeah, you throw it out there. It's it's community service. You can't suspend him. You're not going to suspend him because I think the team and and the ownership would have been up in arms about that. So you say, go to sensitivity training, and and hopefully that's a wash. But the Brewers have bigger problems, Rob, because they've now lost seven games in a row. They were in free fall before the All-Star game. They lost again last night. Um, I have been a big Brewer fan. I think they need a starting pitching, a de- you know, a big frontline starting pitching. But are you concerned now that the Brewers were more of uh, the Cinderella story of the first half and are now going to start falling from grace? Um, it's weird because before this seven-game losing streak, they took three out of four from Atlanta, which I watched all four games. And in that four-game series, Hader didn't even have to pitch. And I was kind of looking forward to seeing him because – I've only seen him, you know, here and there. I hadn't seen him in, you know, full innings. He is as team. dominant as a pitcher there is. And he there. didn't even have to pitch, and they won three out of four. And I'm sitting there, and I was very impressed with them. I'm like, this team's a good freaking team. Um, this team is, you know, forced to be reckoned with, and Chicago is going to be fighting tooth and nail at the end of the year. And they still may. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they go out there, and they lose seven straight games. And you kind of see it come to fruition, something that you talked about, which they're a team that, you know, as much as maybe anybody up there with Atlanta, Philadelphia – um, and the Yankees, not not even so much the Yankees because they have Luis Severino, but could use Jacob DeGrom, mm-hmm. um, a stopper. Mm-hmm. You know, that's so important in baseball is to have that ace that's your stopper that if you have a two- or three-game losing streak, stops it there, doesn't let it get to seven games. Right. And uh, they don't have that right now. Um, but Chicago, um, I don't see Chicago pulling away either. I, I was blowing Lester last week, and he goes out and gets rocked yep. yesterday. So, um, Kyle Hendricks has been awful. Everybody has everybody has a bad week in baseball. This is their bad week. Um, were they playing Miami this week? No, they're playing. Uh, they played the Dodgers last they night. Play, it was the Dodgers. So, yeah. Okay. They, you're right. They played the Dodgers. It was the six, the six four game. Yeah. Um, yeah. Everybody has. I mean, the Braves lost eight out of ten. You know, the Yankees are going through a little bit of it now. Um, Philly went through it. Washington's done it all year. The Dodgers went through it to start the year. So you can recover from this. I just don't know without that stopper, that stopper, if that's what they're going to be. And they're all in. Their ownership is all in. They missed out on Machado. They felt they put a good offer on the table. They're going to go get Brian Dozier. Watch. They are going to put a deal together, and they're going to bring in Brian Dozier for some more offense. They have some injuries right now. Braun will be back, even though he hasn't been himself. And uh, they're going to be a team to watch down the stretch, Rob. If they're not in it, they'll be fighting to get in it, and they'll be pestering teams uh, towards the end of the year. And that's what they wanted when they had such a good offseason. Bringing yeah. in Lorenzo Cain, Kristen Yellick. I mean, Kane's you could see. And he you, just not had a good year. No, he's been hurt, and yeah. uh, he hasn't been great when he's been healthy. Um, but, and I don't know, you know, obviously I don't watch them on an everyday basis, but what you read from a lot of their writers is that he's just been this great presence in their locker yeah. room. And he was one of the guys who said was behind um, all his teammates getting behind Hayter the other yeah. day. That he was one of the leaders and being – a veteran player that's won a World Series, that's been an all-star in this league, and that's African-American, to right. get behind Hayter um, was really big for that team. So and if, you would think Braun, too, for that matter, with the whole steroid thing. Braun's seen uh, you know, stuff like this before. Braun won an MVP, and it came out he was on steroids. So, right. 
the MVP he shouldn't have won even without the steroids, but they, that's beyond the point. He never should have won an MVP. They have, um, but they've never um, flourished under it as a team. Right. So we have to see that. And Maybe I think they rally around now. And I think they're one of the teams that's going to be out there that's going to be trying to get Jay Happ or Cole Hamels or, or another or pitcher X that I don't even know is available out there that you don't know, um, depending on what happens with teams a couple of uh, in the next couple of starts. Um, so we'll see. But they, they, I think they need that pitcher. They need a stopper. And I'm not saying because they're going to have other seven-game losing streaks because they're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. They're going to be a 500 or better team. But that's a very crowded National League. Last night we saw two of the Nationals, uh, Strasburg. Strasburg got hit hard by your Atlanta Braves. Absolutely own him. They yeah. own Strasburg. Strasburg uh, comes to the bench. He and Scherzer have words. Scherzer goes, uh, I want to speak to you down there. They go into the tunnel. They have their words. After the game, they have a 15-minute meeting with the manager. And supposedly everything is now fine. Um, both players. Just the two of them had the meeting, or whole with Martinez. Okay. No, so the two of them. Had the I don't meeting. know if it was a team meeting. No, or the two of them had the meeting with uh, Dave Martinez, the manager. Martinez comes out and says we're a family. That's that. Scherzer comes out and says we're a family. That's that. Strasburg comes out and says we're a family. That's that. Um, but Strasburg, I'm sorry, Scherzer basically stepped up yesterday and didn't like something and said, I want to talk to you. And as a leader of the club, which the way that uh, Scherzer handled himself on the field, off the field, the talent, I like that he's trying to get into this kid's head, Rob, because Strasburg has all the talent in the world. There's just something in his head, man, that's preventing him from being that elite talent. Well, what they got mad about that happened was when he got pulled from the start is he didn't shake anybody's hands. You know, the teammates came, you know, they would seem to give a pat on the butt, pat on the back, blah, blah, blah. And, by the way, Tiger Woods is now leading the Open. I'm telling you, you might not be a big golf fan. This will dominate headlines if he wins a major. Dominate. Um, he didn't shake their hand. He went there and sat on the bench and sulked like he was still a 20-year-old pitcher, 22-year-old pitcher coming up back against the Pirates back then. Um, he's 30 now. And Scherzer said – you're probably right. Because Scherzer says something, and Strasburg goes, I know, I know, and kind of like shrugged him off. And that's when Scherzer, you know, is that all cameras are on him, says – Look, the video's out there. It's on our Twitter. Points and goes, I want to talk to you down there. And Strasburg just gets up, and they both head down the tunnel. Real quick, uh, Cardinals placed Carlos Martinez in a 10-day DL. Another game. guy that people That's were hoping would be available. Yeah. And he just got rocked his last start uh, Thursday night against the Cubs, so um, – yeah, I think that that's a veteran move by Scherzer. You talked about him being one of the guys that was worth every penny. Um, he obviously has been. Um, he's got a lot of money left on his contract, but that just to me says, and I don't know, is he pitching against the Braves tomorrow? Um, but whenever Scherzer pitches after that last night, you know you got to bet on Scherzer. And I don't know if it's against the Braves. I know he's not pitching today. It's Gio Gonzalez. Um, are they going to be one of those teams? It is. That... Hold Scherzer tomorrow. Okay, in, uh, in D.C. So, um, to me – I would throw all my money on him again. I mean, he's going to be probably minus 180 or 200. So it might not be, you know, it might not be the best numbers. But um, to me that he's just, he's going to go out there and now he's going to have to uh, do it. We talked about just how much uh, the Braves own this guy. 433 ARA against him in 30 starts. Um, that's not good. That's and not Martinez good for him. is an oblique, which I think he's already battled once yeah. this year. If I'm Pitchers and obliques, man. When I grew up, man, there were no such thing as obliques. And that's what Fulmer has also is an oblique. Very weird. Very weird. Um, 11 and 11 with a 407 ERA. I'm sorry, 433 ERA for Strasburg against the Braves. Nobody owned him more than Dan Ugla, which is very weird. Dan Ugla, the biggest forearms. Biggest forearms. Did his, always did his wrist curls and uh, had a 33-game hitting streak somehow. The most unlikely 30-plus game hitting streak in Major League history. Now, one of the things I want to talk to you about, Mike, before I'm, we only have 12 minutes left in the show and over the top sports uh, – We'll be with you guys next week. Now, we won't be with you guys Monday. Nope. Um, we're going to get content for the show Monday, though. Yes. So we're actually doing work-related content, but it we won't air. Matt Martin Bowling Foundation fundraiser. Still tickets available. Yes. Matt Martin Foundation, if you uh, look it up, uh, you can still get tickets. There's a link on his Instagram page, the Matt Martin, Insta- uh, Matt Martin Foundation Instagram, as well as Twitter. Um, out If you're in the New York area, Long Island area, out in Melville, uh, good cause. Um Get out there. Matt Martin, back with the Islanders. So if you're an Islander fan, you want to see the newest member of the New York Islanders as a, a retread uh, and a couple other guests they have there, right? Who was there last year? You guys had uh, uh, Jeff Nelson. Jeff called Nelson. Robert. 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 Jeff, what yeah. do you want to talk about? Uh, I will never forget. That's all where it all began. And uh, Thomas Hickey was there last year. I know he's going to be there this year. 
Mickey Rivers was there last year. I wonder if Casey Sezikis so. will be there. He's very close with uh, Matty Marks, but I don't uh, know. We'll see what happens. Um, when you talk about a team like the Angels that are starting to fall out of it, and what they do with Otani, to me, should be what they do with maybe the trade deadline. They, it's not working, whatever they're doing. So are there any guys in their pitching staff out there that you would say that, hey, maybe that's a guy that a team should go after that's you know, said not no. being talked about? They said they're not going to trade Tyler Skaggs and uh... – Listen, or Andrew Heaney, for that matter. And they've always felt Garrett Richards is that ace, Rob. Garrett Richards can't stay healthy. He can't stay on the field. So this is a team that can use a Jacob DeGrom, that frontline starter. They just don't have the farm or the pieces to go get it done. They have a nice lineup. Simmons has been awesome. Trout is Trout. Pujols, the average isn't fantastic. The home runs and RBIs are there. Cole Calhoun is starting to swing a good bat again. Uh, Kinsler hasn't worked out to what they wanted, but, you know, you can't hit on them all. And Justin Upton is always a second-half player. He's having a decent year as well. So the offense is there. The pitching is just not. the pitch And, and bullpen, for that matter, as well. That bullpen, it, they need to really somehow redo that whole pitching staff. Going into the all-star break, um, and it might have changed yesterday, obviously. The batting average has changed. If I told you, and there's 750 players in Major League Baseball, yep. the top 100 batters, okay, what do you think the batting average is that separates 100 from 101? So I'm saying the top 100 batters are all batting above. What would you guess that batting average number is? I would is say the baseball? top 100 are all batting over 265. I guess when I was asked this question, or actually I heard this, in my head I'm like, all right, I'd say 268, 266. You know, that's 100 people. Right. It was 251. Not good. Baseball, <laughs> it, you know, the power is this is just a new era in baseball. It's powers and strike, power and strikeouts. You saw it in the All-Star game. Right. Power and strikeouts, 251. That means there's, you know, 600 baseball players batting under 250. 251 is considered not – maybe what the old 270 was, which I thought was respectable. The year 270, right. 270 is a good year. Sure. Respectable year, especially if you can add some uh, run production yep. with it. 251, that's but crazy. People man. don't look at average. I always – listen, I loved growing up, and you look at average, home runs, RBIs, runs. People don't look at average as, a, as an important stat anymore, Rob. They'd rather look at on base, you know. If he's going to strike out 100 times, well, if he's still going to have 100 and something walks or whatever, then, okay, he's still getting on base. That's the whole uh, Brian Kenny and, uh, and you know, all the, the new stats coming out. They'd rather see somebody get on base than, than look at their average. Mike, we got a question for you on Facebook from sure. Jag Cal- Calbario. Uh, thoughts on Newcomb later facing against Gio Gonzalez and the Nationals? It's an um, extended week, man. You should be starting everybody. Today, to, uh, yesterday, today, tomorrow are free days because now you still have your full week coming up. You should be, Anybody these three days, you should be starting. Um, and the thing I'll say about Newcomb, um, and I've watched every single one of his career starts, every start, he has a lot of trouble throwing strikes, and that's what gets him in trouble. He has control issues, and I think that that's something that will come with his age. But he's also had a lot of good starts when he can control his pitches. This Nationals lineup might be a good lineup for him. You got lefties in Murphy. You got lefty out in Bryce Harper, obviously. Soto. Um, Soto. So these guys, they they haven't seen him as much as they've seen a lot of other brace pitchers. This is just his, you know, he's been in the league for a year and change, maybe not even a full year and a half. So um, you have today and tomorrow left in your week. Uh, right. You know what your pitching stats are. By well, then you have all next week, too. No, well, for my all my leagues, this is the end of the week. Okay. You so, played the whole week before the All-Star break, and then these three days. ESPN, is it ESPN? ESPN. Yahoo is uh, this week into next week. So, depending on where so you are. So, if you're ESPN league, that yes. you, you have two days left, you know where you stand. Right. You know if you need strikeouts. You know if you have an ERA lead that if he screws up is insurmountable, you're going to be okay. And you know if you need to make it up, you need winter right. quality starts. If you're forever. Yahoo, these are, three, these are free starts. Just take them. Uh, Glenn says, uh, can you please move the Tavares jersey? It's too much pain still. On Ronda. I know. Goon already responded. Big Mike doesn't torture myself and himself. Don't worry, Glenn. The Tavares uh, Toronto jersey is already in the mail. Well, you guys, uh, you can put that on Ronda all you want. Um, <laughs> yeah, every Monday night. Yeah, <laughs> every <yeah>. Monday night. <laughs> when, when I'm not here, all that you want. But uh, thank you guys for the questions and comments. And Glenn. Um, as always, you guys can get us on our Facebook live feed. And on um, uh on the phone, 646-716-543. Like I said, we'll be back next Saturday. Um, and we know we're really going to start to get into the NFL. I know we've had some uh, discussions, and we'll save all the arguments about Giants-Jaguars. I mean, to be fight, you and I have been fighting about this week one, who's going to win matchup before training camp even starts. might yeah. be a little bit silly. 
Um, but the NFL does get underway this week. And I'll tell you, there's a lot of things planned between the three of us and, uh, and Vinny the Shark about our NFL coverage coming up this year. Um, training camps get underway this week. Um, and then you're going to start seeing us go full tilt in there because there's only so many shows that we could do an hour of baseball every week and not hit the same topics and the same opinions. We have the trade deadline coming up soon. We'll go heavy on that, of course. We always do. Then we have the non-waivers trade de- or the waivers trade deadline in August. We'll get through that, and of course we'll talk about it. But huge, extensive football coverage coming for you guys on Over the Top Sports Radio in the next couple of weeks and into the regular season, which is now less than seven weeks away. Are you excited for the Browns' hard knocks? I know you're hard knocks. I love hard knocks. I love hard knocks. I would watch hard knocks if it was a high school. Well, maybe not. But I would watch it for any NFL team. And you know what? If there's ever a year to be on the Browns for hard knocks, it's this year. They have expectations, which I think are going to be higher than they should based on they have nowhere to go but up, and they made so a lot of good moves. Their win total over under, because you said expectations, I'm going to guess five, five and, and a half. And guess what the money is on that? Uh, for for over, over the five and a half, what the money is on that? Minus 135. Minus 145. Okay. Everybody is hammering the over five and And I half. would hammer the under. I'm sorry. To go from zero to six wins is just not that easy with Tyrod Taylor and a rookie quarterback. And we're going to talk about stuff like this all summer long. Here's my question. After last year in the, in the Tampa Bay, and they, I really hyped up the team, and the team disappointed. Oh, Tampa Bay was supposed to be the great – we love Tampa Bay. I thought Tampa Bay was a playoff I, team after watching After watching, <laughs> that's the way they marketed the whole time. I thought Atlanta was going to win the division. With, Tampa Bay was going to come in second and that, get a wild card. Does that make you second-guess this season now when they hype up the Browns? Well, we haven't seen the season no, yet. of course. Buddy. But the hype isn't about Hard Knocks as much as it's about all the moves that they've made. Gordon healthy, Landry's yeah. back. It's about having high, two top five Baker picks. Baker Mayfield, right. Um. And it's about, you know, even bringing Tyrod Taylor, who to me is um, the best quarterback that they've had in a long time. And he's not that good, but for the Browns, he's good. And they're coming off an 0-16 season. They lost Joe Thomas, which is, it's kind of sad that they lost the longtime Brown that suffered through everything. And now things seem to be turning around. But as an Islander fan, and maybe even with you, Mike, a little bit as a Mets fan, you know, when things, Tiger, another par, he'll stay with the lead. Um, just missed the birdie putt. But sometimes with these teams that seem to be so tortured and every time something looks like it's getting better, something goes wrong. Mm. So if you're a Browns fan, you have a lot of excitement and all that, but you also know the other shoe's about to drop because it just always seems to go wrong for some of these teams, and that might be one of them. It does. Uh, listen, they just came out with the whole office skit we put on our Twitter, which was pretty cool. They redid the whole office entrance. And I think, um, listen, the players are buying in. The fans are certainly buying in. Those fans are as loyal as can be. They're dirtbags, but they're as loyal as they can be. And uh, the tailgate out there is always a good time. But um, I just don't know if the coaching, Rob, is is the right co- – I don't trust you, Jackson. I don't, you don't trust a guy that has one win in two years? No. I, when you redid this whole thing, this whole cult, I would have brought in a different coach. Somebody with a winning experience, somebody that, uh, you know uh, – a disciplinarian, I that you Jackson thing could really backfire on this whole team, and we'll see with Hard Knocks. And that's the thing about Hard Knocks is we'll know more about Hugh Jackson, the way he runs the team, the way yep. he motivates his team, all inside their meetings. Uh, that's coming up in just a couple of weeks on HBO, so we'll know more about Hugh Jackson than we ever thought we could know. Um, that's the be- that's the best thing about it, and it's well produced, it's well done. They have thousands of hours of tapes every week because I've talked to some of the Hard Knocks people when they did the Jets a couple years ago, Fallen Park that they, thousands of hours that they have teams go through and take out the best stuff. So it's, it's so much content there. They get everything that happens in training camp and they produce it perfectly. HBO does a great job. And I just, I'm not going to be an, a, you know, Eli Manning faster. Cause you know how I am about the Giants. But I think I just found my favorite prop up over 15 interceptions, Eli Manning this year. What's uh, the money? The money's got to be minus money on that. Minus right? 120. That's not bad. No, it's almost even money. Absolutely yeah. love it. The Red Sox inquired about Familia, but the Mets wouldn't speak to them because they were already engaged in making a deal with Oakland. Well, they're idiots. Well, you, you drive up the, the price. Well, Are you kidding? Well, there's three different GMs there in New York right now. Three guys. Yeah, maybe they stuff. called the wrong GM. So, um, Anyway, the uh, trade deadline show next week, uh, Saturday the 28th. It'll be our final Saturday show before the uh, trade deadline, so we'll get into all that stuff. NFL uh, workouts, we'll get into that. I'm sure a lot of news will be coming out of there. When and where will Des Bryant sign? I mean, it's starting to get to that point. I'm still holding out hope he could be the Giants' third wide receiver, even though in the beginning I didn't love it, but I like it now. I don't see that happening. What's up, Goon? Under a minute. 
under a minute to go. So, uh, Subway Series today, guys, keep your eye on Tiger Woods. He's through 15 holes. He's tied. It's a absolute star-studded leaderboard with him and Jordan Spieth. You have uh, guys that haven't even teed off yet today in Carnoustie over there in Scotland. Um, it's moving day at the British Open, or as I call it, and everybody else calls it, the Open now, because you can't call it the British Open anymore. The golf people get mad. They say it's disrespectful. <laughs> so now you got to call it the Open. Anyway, Mike, final thoughts. Seth Smith lost surgery this week, guys. Don't worry. You saw him last night. That's all you'll see of him. And he will cash his check, which is all he really cares about. Yeah. We will not be on the air Monday. We'll be uh, with Matt Martin in Melville. If you're on Long Island, come check it out. It's a great cause. And uh, we will be back with you guys full uh, full squad together next Saturday morning. Blog Talk Radio, Facebook Live. Thank you guys for joining us. We'll see you next week. Good night, everybody. Check out our website at www.overthetopsportshow.com. Also, follow us on Twitter at Over the Top Sport, no S, and on Instagram at Over the Top Sports Show.